this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to another episode of the in focus podcast i'm your host ji sampad 17 year old grandmaster d gukesh has become the highest rated indian player in fide rankings He shot past his idol Vishwanathan Anand when he defeated Azerbaijan's Misratin Iskandarov in the ongoing World Cup in Baku. With this victory, Gukesh's live rating went up to 2,755.9, which is higher than Anand's 2,754. As Gukesh climbed up to become world number nine, Anand has slipped to the tenth spot. This is a big departure as Vishwanathan Anand has been India's top ranked player since 1987 a period of 36 years to discuss the significance of this moment and to tell us more about the rise of Gukesh we have with us Rakesh Rao deputy editor sports at the Hindu Rakesh thank you so much for joining us thank you so much Sampath for having me on your show Uh, Rakesh, so Vishy Anand has described Gukesh overtaking him in the FID ratings as "quote unquote" a historic moment. Now, wasn't this uh, something we were all expecting, given that Anand has been in some kind of semi-retirement for a couple of years, and Gukesh has been really in top form of late? So, what what exactly did he mean by historic? Well, in the true sense of the word, historic. This is not historic because if you if you were to take uh the fact that anand has been displaced um as uh, india's top ranked guy in live rating i repeat live rating this is not a rating which has been released by fide as yet because uh for our listeners i just want to add one uh, note of information here that is the the you know the world chess uh, body releases the ratings and rankings on the first of every month now uh we are talking about live ratings because these these live ratings are updated as and when a game finishes so the live ratings at least of the top 100 players you know it's it's actually available in almost real time so when we talk about gukesh overtaking vishwanathan anand yes it is in live ratings and why i am saying this is not historic in that sense that is because on the 16th of march a couple of years back uh hari krishna overtook anand in live ratings now what we have to remember here is that uh, that event happened 8 years ago and nobody took note of it because temporarily anand was out of that list where uh, you know uh, he had been there as india's number one for uh, for years now almost three and a half decades and but when that happened uh, on the 16th of march 2016 anand didn't have to wait for uh, you know i mean he i mean i think he probably waited for 24 hours he he won the next round because there was a tournament happening anand was playing in that event and uh, he lost one day and his rating fell below that of hari krishna but on the very next day he beat swidler peter swidler and his rating went up again because at that time hari was not playing now what happens is that if you are playing regularly there is also a danger of you losing your rating similarly if gukesh loses today and tomorrow as we speak his rating is likely to go below that of anand so on the 1st of october when the world body releases the list 
again, we'll say the same picture. Vishy will stay ahead of any other Indian. So that is still very much a possibility. So that's why I say it is not historic because if we take something happening for the first time as historic, yes, uh, it has already happened in 2016. But I think what Anand means here is that he, he, he has almost assumed that Gukesh is here to stay ahead of him, at least for a bit longer. Uh, because, you know, on, uh, now uh, Gukesh is likely to play all the opponents, at least uh, today, I mean, tomorrow and day after. Uh, Rakesh, uh, just, to, just to clarify something, you said, uh, you said earlier that uh, when FID releases its uh, uh, ratings and rankings in the, on the 1st of October, but you also said it does so every month. So, shouldn't the next one be in 1st of September? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It should be, it should be out in September. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I, I just wanted to clarify. On, on the 1st of September. You no, know, no, no. You are spot on. I, I took it as October because I, I just lost track of, uh, you know, whether, uh, I mean, like we are in August or September. Entirely, entirely my fault. Yeah, it has to be on the 1st of September. Yeah, secondly, I wanted you to just clarify. You said uh, in case uh, Gukesh loses in the ongoing tournament, can you talk a little bit about like where is he playing? What is he playing? Is it like the candidates uh, tournament for the World Cup or what World Cup is this? Yeah, this particular tournament is called the World Cup. Now, there are 206 players who have, who have qualified according to various criteria. Uh, out of these 206 players, 50 top-ranked guys were already seeded into the second round. So, there's an eight-round knockout event. So, uh, you have 128 players starting the second round, including the top 50 seeded guys who joined the action. Now, we have reached a point where only 32 have survived because now we have reached the fourth round. And uh, Gukesh, along with four other Indians, are already there. So this is a huge number because I don't remember any other edition of the World Cup where we have had as many as five survivors as deep as a fourth round of a World Cup. So 32 players, out of which five are Indians, and this is quite impressive. Now, when I was talking about Gukesh, Gukesh uh, in the next round is up against Episinko. Now, this Russian uh, is lower rated than uh, Gukesh. That also means that uh, if uh, Gukesh loses, he loses more. If he wins, he gains less. So, uh, he has to, even if he stays undefeated, for example, the, in, the, you know, in, the, in the two classical uh, games, if the score is, say, 1-1, then also uh, Gukesh loses. But I think since he won the last game against uh, another Indian, uh, that has given him a four-point cushion against Vishwanath Nanan. So I think that should absorb it. You said two classical games. Like each game, uh, each encounter has got how many games in this knockout matches? You yeah, said this is, this is, uh, some part this actually, you know, um, uh, has a kind of a format which is quite different than any other what you'd see. Uh, this is like the first two games where one match is one game is played a day. That means over two days, you play two classical uh, games. Uh, and these two are rated ones, rated for your classical rankings and ratings. So if, you, if, if here you win something, so you gain more. But if the score is locked at 1-1, you return on day three. And then you play a couple of rapid games of, you know, that will be, say, about uh, 25 minutes plus 10-second increment for per, I mean, per move. It is like one game each. One game you play with black, one with white. If, again, the score is locked at, say, 2-2, two, two, 
then you go into another set of you know games where the time is reduced from 25 minutes per player to 10 minutes and the increment remains the same so it becomes 10 plus 10 again if you are locked <laughs> at the same score so the score reads 3 3 then you play another two games of 5 minutes each and plus 3 second increment again if you are locked at the same score then you reduce the time further down to say 3 minutes plus 2 second increment per player but if this doesn't break it so then you continue to play till a decisive game is played so the moment uh, you win a decisive i mean anybody who wins one the first game the you know the match ends right there so it can it can go endlessly but the point is that uh, this can be grueling uh, it takes a lot out of your energy levels it can it can be you know excruciating like yesterday we saw vidyat gujarati uh, went uh, deep into the match and uh, harika went deeper so so it just went on and on so you know but both of them won eventually so so you know what i'm trying to say here is the first two first two games are important for the purpose of rating and world rank right 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 so uh, rakesh i was just wondering you just mentioned uh, very interestingly that in the round of 32 there are six indians five indians yeah five indians uh, five indians plus gukesh or five including gukesh no 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 four plus uh, gukesh yeah. four plus gukesh that's still a very impressive number it's a fantastic fantastic number yeah yeah so coming back to gukesh uh in this context so you know we know when vishwanand anand uh, sort of uh, burst onto the scene he was like one of a kind in his generation in terms of you know the quality of his talent so is gukesh in that mold or is he one of a pack like along with pragnananda nihal sarin and a few others who are also doing so well all youngsters so is it like a different kind of a phenomenon we are seeing is gukesh one of them who is temporarily ahead at the moment or is he like a couple of notches above the rest of the field in terms of the the quality of talent that he brings to the table see if you go purely by form obviously gukesh looks as you know a notch higher but i wouldn't say that uh, uh, you know uh, players like uh, nehal or arjun or uh, of course pragnananda they are any different i mean they are all they are almost i mean they all belong to the same pack like you very rightly said temporarily gukesh seems to be ahead i won't be surprised that you know say in the next one year we'll see a different number one from india it is possible because prag has now started playing a lot more classical games he has started focusing on his classical rating and he is pretty close now i mean he's he's already entered the top 30 of the world uh, in you know like live ratings so uh, he's looking very very exciting Arjun has been around he has given us plenty of joy in the last 2 years uh, he has a rating of uh, 2700 and above i mean that is he's looking solid uh, nihal uh, after a brief you know low uh, he is showing signs of coming back with a vengeance so it, th- these are terrific times for indian chess lovers and not just one i mean of course uh, gukesh is the one who appears to be a spearhead and a very exciting uh, player no doubt and uh, of the lot he is the youngest so that adds to the you know uh, to, to the interest but what i'm trying to say here is gukesh's strength if you were to ask me 
I'll put it as two things. One, he's a great student of the game. In the sense, he can play endlessly. He doesn't get tired of the game. He doesn't say that, oh, I don't want to look at chess anymore or I need a break. He plays chess. He can play hours together. Because why? I asked the same question to Gukesh last month when I was having a, a, a long uh, chat with him. He says, for me, uh, whether I'm practicing or whether I'm playing a game, I want to have the same level of concentration. So for me, there's nothing called too much chess because he's one guy who's been playing almost endlessly. Tournament after tournament, you'll find Gukesh's name there and he's playing some of the toughest tournaments. So Gukesh is hungry. That's A. B, his ability to calculate in a complicated position. Now, I think this sets him apart. This is something that has been acknowledged by none other than Pragnanand. I mean, coming from a person from your peer group, that itself speaks volumes about Gukesh's ability. And these two guys have been all, I mean, I, I, I can't pick a champion if these two guys are in the same event. It can be Gukesh on his day, it can be Prag, or even it can be Arjun or Nehal. Uh, uh, because I'm, I'm putting this entire, I mean, this quadrant in one bracket. Because these guys are brilliant kids. And one of the reasons why they look different than what Anand looked like is Anand, when he came in the 80s, I, I was following him right from his uh, first breakthrough event. Uh, what I saw in him was he introduced a fresh breath of air at that time because he would have plenty of time on the clock. And that was, that was something different. I mean, nobody could beat a grandmaster or an international, uh, you know, an, an international master, even from Russia. Because at that time, they were considered like God. And this guy would consume, say, 45 um, minutes. And his opponent, who had an allotted time of 2 hours and 30 minutes for the first 40 moves, would be playing on seconds. And this is something where a lot of people thought that there was something wrong with the clock. And, and, and on one occasion, I was told that the clock was checked whether... Uh, you know, the Anand's clock was working properly or not. But when they calculated it, they found nothing wrong with the clock. Anand had consumed less than half the time consumed by his famed Russian rival. So that was exciting during those times. Today, if you say somebody is taking less time, you would say, okay, this generation has been, you know, born and raised, I mean, as far as this game is concerned, on computers. So they they think fast. They, they don't move the pieces physically. They use a mouse. And they, they play 90% of their time on the screen. So like Anand himself has commented once to me, he said, Rakesh, I grew up moving the pieces, holding the pieces and moving them physically. These kids are born with a, with a fast mouse, you know? <laughs> I mean, they're just born with it. So they, the way they think, the way they play, that automatically makes them more exciting. And especially this lot. And they, and they don't fear anybody. I think that's, that's another reason. Uh, even at 17, 18, or rather, I mean, if you just go back and see what Gukesh has done from the age of about 11 and a half, if I look at the last five years of his life, uh, uh, his quality has been quite consistent. And I can say the same about Pragnananda and Nihal also. For Arjun, uh, the blue, I mean, he bloomed a little late, but the way he, uh, you know, came onto the scene was phenomenal. Right. This is uh, indeed quite an exciting quartet uh, to have uh, Arjun, uh, Nihal, Sarin, Pragnananda and uh, Gukesh. 
Uh, and you also spoke uh, so eloquently about Anand and how he, how uh, when he burst onto the scene, people were sort of surprised with his. They're almost speed. in awe of his speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely in awe. Of yeah. yeah, and in the context of Gukesh Takesh, uh, we understand that Anand has supported him, uh, be financially and through coaching, mentoring, and so on. So does Gukesh's game? Uh, resemble Anand's in any way, not just in speed or otherwise, but in in general, uh, whose game style do you think Gukesh's uh, approach resembles the most? Is there anybody, any of the big icons he reminds you of? Uh, well, see, when it comes to calculations, as I said, I think Anand, Anand, I would still rate uh, as as one of the best that I've seen. Uh, talking about Gukesh, yes, he's he's very quick. Um, and also, when we are looking at Gukesh, there are there are times when we tend to underestimate his abilities just because he's young, you know. And this is what I think uh, some of the greats like uh, you know Tiger Woods and some of the other guys who have been path breakers in their individual events, where it was it was believed that if if you're young, you can't play the sport. Chess suffered from that kind of a label for far too long. Everybody believed that, you know, you can play your best chess at the age of, say, 40, 45, when you're matured enough. You know, players like Fisher and a lot of people after that, through the 70s, Anand continued with that kind of a, you know, uh, that particular sequence of champions who were there at a very young age and they started beating people three times their age. So I remember when Anand was making it, Kochnoi was three times his age. Today, uh, Anand is three times that of Gukesh stage, right? So what I'm trying to say is that generation after generation, we see a shift. Now these days, if you know, if you if you just go back to the 50s, uh, the youngest champ, youngest grandmaster uh, uh, was aged 26 years old. Okay. Today, if you look at after uh, 2020, if you look at 2021, when we had uh, the the youngest grandmaster as of as of now, he became in 2021 Abhimanyu Mishra from United States. He became a grandmaster at the, at, the, at the age of 12 years, 4 months and 25 days. Now look at the difference. We are looking at almost 75 years. But in these 75 years, the age of the youngest grandmaster has come down from 26 to 12. So what we, I'm trying to say is, and what Anand has always maintained is, if you can't make it big before you are 17 or 18, you are not going to make it any bigger than that. So he he has always talked about youngsters making it big before they turn 18. If you are not up there, forget it. Someone else is going to come and beat you to it. But isn't that isn't that a little bit scary? Is a bit worrying because not everybody reaches their peak at the age of 16, 17. People need time to develop, to grow. Some of them mature a little older. You know, if we, if, if we take the example from another sport, you know, you, you had someone like Alcaraz winning Grand Slams at the age of 19, but Federer didn't win a Grand Slam until I think he was 21 or so, 22. And, you know, he has gone on to so well. No, no, no. I completely understand. I'm saying even in the Indian context, to take an example from the same sport, Leander Pace was, he bloomed late. And when I was talking to Leander, he said, I have no issues because even at 27 or 32, that five-year range he is talking about. He said, I'm going to play my best game during those years because I know how to handle pressure. Now, what Leandro was talking about, his sport, you know, at the age of, say, 27 or 30, Gukesh is 
showing signs of absorbing the same pressure at 16 and 17 he just turned 17 a few months i mean a few months back what i'm trying to say is these guys are showing the kind of uh, you know a uh, talent and the acumen to deal with the challenges of their sport now gukesh i know you know who hasn't continued his school after class 4 I mean regular schooling i'm talking about of course he he gives exams and you know like he does all that but what i'm trying to say is he has stopped going to school on a regular basis for a long time is that the case with the other three also arjun and uh, prags and dal ah uh, yeah uh, arjun arjun i think is more regular uh, prag took his exams recently uh before the global uh, chess league he was still taking his exam class 10 exams uh but these guys are all doing it privately they don't go to regular schools because okay. they are traveling around the world they're playing they're training and they're focused on their game and the results are showing so uh these things are happening i mean there was a time when people would say you know it's a huge risk but i think a lot of uh, players decided that but but then not everybody becomes successful i mean you can make sacrifices everybody you know everybody tries to do as much as as possible a lot of parents you know like leave their jobs to travel with the kids in chess this happens i i i also know of a couple of more sports but in chess i've seen it far too often parents make sacrifices but is it all worth it if you ask me that's a different question and we can definitely you know talk about it uh, separately but here if you are talking about uh, the kind of uh, uh, you know what anand has brought uh, uh, i mean the kind of uh, inspiration that he has been and all these kids gukesh i mean i can also add uh, names like uh, uh, you know ronak sadwani and a few others uh, who have followed this group and anand during the covid times uh, he became part of something called the westridge uh, anand chess academy which was started vaka and all these kids uh, were mentored by anand and then one day when anand thought that okay these kids need a little more i mean when he saw that gukesh was showing signs of really breaking through and he also he he also suggested one of his ex seconds his ex trainer uh, to be with gukesh now he has actually shared it with him so because i mean obviously anand doesn't get to play so much but uh, he is playing his role uh, in the background and these kids acknowledge that and of course i mean as you know like as you can see anand is in 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 his 50s these kids are yet to reach 20 so you can imagine there is a generation gap there but anand treats them like like kids and they have immense respect for him. so it's like even standing next to anand gives them a sort of you know i mean it gives them goosebumps and now to uh, be you know i mean the moment you tell somebody like gukesh that you know you are on the verge of breaking uh, anand's record i remember his response he said uncle i want to i i'm i'm focused on 2800 and uh, i mean he wasn't even talking about becoming india's number one for him it doesn't matter so much and that is the kind i mean that's the difference in today's world they are not taking the pressure of records and numbers yeah. uh, this this really is actually great to hear rakesh that uh, anand has been a uh, sort of giving back to the sport in the country playing the role of an elder statesman helping to groom the next generation who would you know hopefully take his place and win uh, even more laurels uh, for the country now one final question before we uh, wrap up you just refer, you just mentioned just now that gukesh's eyes are on uh, crossing the elo to 2800 
So can you talk a little bit about how many players have done that? Uh, how how many are about twenty eight hundred right now? And what does Gukesh have to do really in terms of uh, you know winning tournaments etc. And also in terms of raising the level of his game to be able to achieve that target and and maybe hopefully remain there. Well, uh, see right now as we speak, there's only one person about two eight zero zero, and that is Magnus. Magnus Carlson sits right up there with a live rating. If you ask me, it is about twenty-eight, thirty, twenty-eight, thirty-eight point four to be precise. But um, in you know, in chess history, if you see, there have been fourteen players who have crossed uh, two four two eight zero zero at some point or the other. Only fourteen, and this game is pursued by you know, I mean, it is played in almost two hundred countries affiliated to the world body, and if you look at the registered players, it runs into hundreds of thousands. So it's so the number is mind-boggling, and out of which only fourteen players have crossed to eight zero zero. So that gives you an idea. Now Anand is among those fourteen, and uh, he stays right up there. He's he's number eight in all time all time rankings, uh, which was a twenty eight seventeen I remember, uh, which is his best, uh, and that uh, happened years ago. I mean more than a decade ago I think. So uh, to be to be right up there with somebody like I mean in the elite list um, of players uh, who have broken the two eight zero zero you know like barrier and that should be something special. Right, I think uh, this is definitely something to aim for. And uh, is it possible for him to sort of aim for it this year with all these World Cup matches and so on, or does he need to sort of? It is possible. See, it is possible. But the point is, how many tournaments is he going to play? And and you know the problem uh, you know uh, happens when you are talking about something like two eight zero zero or something. The moment you are inching towards that number, your expectancy is pretty high. That means you have to play quality opposition to gain points, and you are expected to win. Draws don't help. So uh, you have to play opposition which is stronger, and uh, you may not get them in every event because there are so few players. Uh, who are rated ahead of you? Because if you if you look at Gukesh as of now, there are only eight players ahead of him, and the eighth player who is ahead of him is just one point ahead of him. So there's every likelihood of say if Gukesh wins today and Anish Giri doesn't, so Gukesh will move to number eight in the world again in live ratings. So when we talk about chess and twenty eight hundred or whatever live, we have to. Emphasize on published rating and live rating. We have to draw a distinction. That's what I've always maintained. That this will change. For all you know, a bad tournament for Gukesh will see him coming below Anand's ranking because Anand is not playing so much. And then you'll say, "Oh, Anand is again number one." Yeah, that is likely to happen. But then uh, Anand is not playing as many events, but Gukesh is going to be around. So you will see that kind of a shift up and down. This is likely to happen, so let's be ready for it, and let's be fair to the seventeen-year-old. He's playing phenomenal chess, and he's aiming at twenty-eight hundred. So his crossing two four five, I mean two seven five four, which is the current rating of Anand, for him or for the media or for the world around, it is excitement. Yes, no doubt about it. But this boy's focus and his—it is just a milestone. His destination is somewhere else, somewhere still further. Right, uh, that's that's a good 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 note to end this episode of In Focus on. Uh, thank you so much, Rakesh. We will keep our fingers crossed and hopefully uh, all power to Gukesh to meet 
to meet the target of 2800 and hopefully he'll make it uh, not too far from now thank you so much for joining us pleasure talking to you thanks atan sampath thank you for the opportunity to speak on this spot thank you so much in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon